0: aunts and uncles, anyone in need. Join us now to learn more about estate planning essentials with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here now are Michael and Don. I faced it all, and I stood tall, and did it my
1: way. I thank you once again to listening to another estate planning essentials program carefully seeking to protect your family, your assets, and you. My name is Don Crawford, Jr., the owner of KWM Radio, and I'm sitting with my co-host and my, and should be your attorney, Michael Cohen. Hello, Michael. Hello, Don. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Elder law attorney, estate planning attorney, Michael Cohen, I should add. And today, Michael, we want to talk about that wonderful vehicle that we have discussed many, many times in the past that I love. That's a bit esoteric for Texas, which is great. It's why so many people... No, it's not why so many people are living here, moving here. It's not why many people are going to your workshop for the KWM coffee mugs either, which is uh, fake news coming from you for sure, too. <laughs> That's not true. But ladybird Deeds are a wonderful, exceptional alternative for protecting
2: the home. And Michael, you wanted to talk about that today. Yeah, um... First of all, I want to thank the listeners who have been submitting questions to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. This one was from Patricia out there, Patricia Martinez. Uh, Thank you for your question about how to protect your home. And so I thought because she had submitted the question, that's the reason why we have this show here today. Great question. Uh, So because it is a common question Mm -hmm. on people want, the biggest asset that most people have is their home. And we're... This comes into play often, but not exclusively, is if somebody was on a public benefit program which they seek the government, even though the home done may not count as an asset, where the state may have a right to make a claim for reimbursement for any expenses that have been advanced by the state for care. So let's say somebody was either getting care at home, There's a, there are Medicaid programs for those who are at home. Uh, or in a nursing home, sometimes some assisted living facilities, uh, as well as medications. Uh, And even though the home doesn't count as an asset, the state has a right to make a claim to get repaid. So if somebody lived in a facility for a long time, it could be a $500,000 bill that the state paid out, and they say, huh, uh, we need to get reimbursed. Mm -hmm. We paid out for 10 years or something like that. For that person with Alzheimer's, uh, and we need to get reimbursed for all that we've been paid been out. So in Texas, uh, we have uh, there are different rules based on what the federal laws allow. Uh, the federal law gives states the options on a state recovery that, with the approval of the federal government. Uh, so in some states, and they could go after any assets, no matter what. Texas is one of three states. I can't tell you the other two off the top of my head. There's only three or four states that allow a Lady Bird deed to avoid Medicaid estate recovery. Is
0: that right? Yeah.
2: So so this is a – you know, we keep on talking uh, in er earlier uh, shows. uh, We've talked about some of the benefits tax-wise that Texas permits. But this is a benefit from a Medicaid standpoint for estate recovery. So this is – not the only reason why people do these type of deeds, uh, but it is a common situation because it's not unusual the older we get that people don't have long-term care and they end up being on Medicaid. Their biggest asset that doesn't count is their homestead, and they want to protect that home for their children or for whomever. Now, so first of all, what is a Lady Bird deed, and where did it get its name? Mm-hmm. Uh, a ladybird deed is what's called an enhanced life estate deed, where you retain control of the property until you pass, and then it goes to whoever it is that you want it to go to. Um, now, Lady Bird Deed was not actually Lady Bird Johnson's. Mm-hmm. Most people think it is, but sure. it would happen was that there was a uh, actually an attorney, and I think it was in Florida, who was teaching a class. And so often, it, whether it be in law school or uh, other attorneys teaching uh, other attorneys, they'll use fictional characters. It's just like Landy called Blackacre, mm-hmm. uh, something like that. So, okay. so, so he used the terms of uh, LBJ's family uh, in his example. Uh, But it is not really Lady Bird Johnson doing a deed. Uh, Lady Bird is a a labor deed, enhanced life estate deed, is a deed that says, I'm in control of the property until I die. And then when I die, it goes to whomever. It's a deed subject to divestment. Now, um, Texas only goes after things that go by your will, for Medicaid estate recovery. Everybody who gets on certain Medicaid programs, particularly long-term care Medicaid, they're gonna get a letter after the, the person that was on Medicaid dies. It says, we intend to make a claim. And then there are certain exceptions. So for example, a surviving spouse is an exception, and they don't go after the property after that person dies either, unless that, that surviving spouse was also on Medicaid. Uh, if there was a disabled child, uh, but a ladybird deed is another exception to the rules. Just like we talked about it's not a transfer penalty a couple shows ago, we talked about different exceptions to the five-year look-back. Well, if you're in total, continuing to be in total control, there's no transfer because you can change your mind. It's still yours. It's subject to divestment. So if you said, uh, if I said uh, I'm giving my property to Don upon my passing, and then I decide to sell the property, I could do that. Sorry, Don.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know. So uh, anyway, it's a deed subject to divestment. So since you're in control and you can change things, uh, it's not a gift. And similarly, since Texas under Texas law, they only go after things that go by will or intestacy, which means without a will. Then it avoids a successful claim by the state. Again, this is an ex- Texas is only one of a few states that permits this. Some states have what's called a lien. This is a Class Seven claim, which is a lower class. It's prisoners who get reimbursed mm-hmm. uh, or get reimbursed are higher. But a lot of times people, when they think of the government, particularly title companies, they're concerned about when it says government. And even a lot of the different courts, when you probate a will, it says I have, you know, I could say uh, if you probate it with there's no debts, it's called probate as a of title. You have to say there's no debts owed uh, to the government. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, even though it's a class seven claim, uh, so it really shouldn't be as uh, much attention as it they get. And uh, I asked a title company, uh, "Do you check with the the state on every closing that you had?" And at least one one title company said, "Yes, we do." Hmm. And so, so, you know, because it, it was just surprising because I thought that they might uh, see, well, if something happened not for a long time, let's say the state doesn't go after something, doesn't sue. Maybe there's a four-year statute of limitations and maybe the title company will issue. But technically, the state's claim there is no statute of limitations. Hmm. Hmm. So a lot of times the title companies will want to get a letter from the state to say, hey, we withdraw a claim, or there is no claim, uh, before they'll uh, issue good title I'm when you sell them. property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. makes sense. So anyway, uh, the benefit—if let's say you have to, let's say you just have a home and you want the property to go somebody, and you didn't want to have to go through probate. A lot of times, people have affidavits of heirship, but maybe you have a debt, you know, and so this property would just go to whomever that person is. Now, I say that person, if you really had a better plan, it would be to have it go to a trust. Now, reason for that is because well, lots of different reasons. It could be that um, the beneficiary is disabled and you want the, the property to go into a disability trust, or maybe the pro- person has credit issues or marital issues or an addiction, Or and you could have all these different things in a trust that you can't just say when it goes to somebody. Uh, individually. Mm-hmm. Or it could be that there's, if you had more than one kid and you said to uh, the four kids, you equally get the property. Well, then that means they all four have to agree. Well, it's hard to get four people to agree. Mm-hmm. So if you have go to a trust, you could have one trustee and then they could divide it up equally, Get sell the property. So it's really mm-hmm. better mm-hmm. if you name the grantee of the deed to be a trust, but a lot of people don't want to do that only because of cost mm. and say, oh, I don't want to pay for that extra insurance. Mm-hmm. Although it really would be better. Better, of course, from a planner's perspective, it's always better to be have more insurance. But you know, yeah. you, you, you go with what people want. Yep. You know, so, um, so, so it's often used for probate avoidance, even if you're not applying for Medicaid. But if you are applying for Medicaid, it is a often a you often used tool to avoid a successful claim. Okay, um, you know. Some people say, "Well, I don't want to. I want to avoid probate, and the only asset is the trust, uh, is is the um, home. So, and it's just going to go to my daughter. Sure. So, you know, she's okay. Yeah, uh, it's a lot cheaper to do a deed than to do a trust. So, it gets to be a, a cost uh, question. Okay. Um, also, because it's in your control. This, nothing's changed from a tax perspective. So, if you have the over sixty-five exemption, you're going to continue to have the over sixty-five exemption lower mm-hmm. property taxes. If you retain the property until you pass, then your beneficiary is going to get, or the grantee is going to get the step-up in basis. The value is the de- date of death when it was uh, that person died. So, if something is highly appreciated, and of course, people a lot of people here have had homes for a while and property values have gone up quite a bit. And so that step up is very important. Uh, of course, too, uh, if you retain control, we've talked about on a prior show that uh, if you were t- been there two or five two out of the last five years, uh, the homestead uh, even if you did sell the property you still get that uh, capital gains exclusion of up to 250 if you're single or 500,000 if you're married of course if you're still in control there's no gift acts because it's still in your control mm-hmm. now I'm going to talk a little bit of difference between ladybird deeds and transfer on death deeds okay now on a ladybird deed there's warranty of title so what that means is if there was some sort of title glitch a hundred years ago, if you had a general warranty deed, it may be covered by the warranty deed, especially if there have been title insurance all those years so whereas if you have a what's called a transfer on death deed, there is no warranties of title uh so from a, an attorney's standpoint, who you know we like insurance uh then uh, I say insurance because we want to make sure there's limited risk, uh, we would prefer warranties of title. And that is what a, a Lady Bird deed generally, you know, you, we look to see uh, how the property was acquired. Mm-hmm. So if it was acquired by a general warranty deed, it goes back, you know, all through time to uh, as far as warranties, where if it's a special warranty deed, it's the Person before you. You oh. would never want to do a quit claim deed because there's no warranties of title. Okay. Uh, and a tr- transfer on death deed also has no warranties of title. Mm. Um, if you have any delays, um, the advantage goes to a Lady Bird deed over a, a transfer on death deed is kind of similar. Uh, it just says, um, upon my death, property goes to whomever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd mentioned there's no, and, and, and what happened was that the state legislature saw a lot of people weren't having wills, and there, uh, there was, you know, they may people may have had a home, and there got to be all these title issues because they didn't have wills, and they wanted to make it easier for people to just simply transfer property upon death, so they had this little bit different thing called transfer on debt deeds. But if you have like a a mortgage on the property, uh, it could be a problem. Uh, if there's uh, because under on transfer on deed, debt debt, there's these rules that if there's creditors out there, the title company can wait. To close for to see if there's any creditors for a couple years, well, let's say the kid there's a mortgage on the property. Kid takes it subject to the mortgage, but they can't make the mortgage payments, mm-hmm. and then you have them run the risk of foreclosure. So uh, it, the advantage of the ladybird deed is there there is no two up to a two year wait under the estates code, and therefore. Um, or whichever code is applicable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, the the bottom line is that it may be better to have a ladybird deed in that situation. Either one of them can be canceled, by the way. In other words, with a transfer on debt deed, you'd either do a new deed or you do an actual cancellation. You file it in the deed records uh, of the county where the property is located. Now, you have to... Uh, on a transfer on debt that's a disadvantage by the way is that sometimes people make the mistake and don't transfer don't uh do the trans, record the transfer on debt deed until after somebody dies well that's no good mm. you have to, uh, for a transfer for a transfer on debt deed it must be done prior to the death it must be recorded so it's not just signed but recorded with the county where the property is located prior to death and the beneficiary the grantee uh, has to survive by five days as well so those are disadvantages of the transfer on death deed. Besides the uh, besides the warranty of title, um, the advantage to a transfer on death deed is the um, you could name contingent beneficiaries. So um, in a transfer on death deed, you say okay to Don, and if Don uh, predeceases, then it goes to Sarah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not a problem. But let's say if you didn't, if there was Don and Sarah died in a common accident, if you didn't name somebody else, that's just part of your estate. And if you didn't have a will, that'd be a problem. Whereas on a ladybird deed, it goes to that person's uh, uh, heirs. Okay. So in other words, uh, if Don and Sarah died, it would go to Sarah's children. Okay. Clear whereas uh, on a Lady Birdie whereas on the uh, transfer on death, it would be part of your estate, and then you have to go through either probate if you had a will, and if you didn't have a will, oh, my goodness, now you have to go through the awful process, of, well, at least in my mind, of having an heirship determination because it's a lot more expensive, a lot more time, and it would have been much easier to have a ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Well said. So, uh, so anyway, so that's uh, some of the advantages and disadvantages there. Now, a- another uh, advantage with a ladybird deed is let's say that uh, you you hadn't done anything, but you had signed a power of attorney. Well, now the power of attorney is going to have to have gifting authority in it, uh, and uh, but with a power of attorney, you can if it says. Uh, that you could create a Lady Bird deed, or you have the power to make gifting, not just doing real estate transactions, then you have the authority to do a Lady Bird deed. So so it's important uh, that if you – and, of course, the power of attorney also has to be recorded with the county clerk uh, we had somebody uh, – I will tell you an actual story. Usually most people want us to record the financial powers of attorney mm-hmm. when we do, like if we're doing that. Uh, but we had one that was a client was actually an attorney, uh, and he said, oh, I'll take care of it. And then, um, uh, unfortunately, they didn't record the power of attorney. Oh, and then I had written an article about this, and he said, I saw this article. It says you have to to record that. I said, yeah. And then he looked at his own notes, uh, or we had his own notes. He said that we had told him that he had to record it, mm-hmm. and he failed to do so. Right. Well, anyway. Let me guess. He wasn't an estate planning attorney. Right, oh, right, Jerry, right, 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 right. So That's tough so, for you. You have to you, deal with that, that type of thinking because it can be very dangerous. That's why we write the articles, and that's why we do these shows, mm-hmm. because we want people to know. You know, this is an educational thing, uh, at least the way I look at it. I mean, I hope that people learn something from Mm -hmm. this. I hope that people find this time – Interesting and useful, and mm-hmm. uh, and that that may be benefit them one way or another. It doesn't have to be necessarily about Medicaid that we've been talking about. Because remember, a ladybird deed or transfer on death deed is usually the largest asset that people have, mm-hmm. is their home. And they might say, "I don't want to have to go through the probate system. I want to avoid probate. I want to make it simple for my family." And this might be the easiest way of doing it. Mm-hmm. And so, but most people are probably not. They never either heard of a ladybird deed or enhanced life estate deed. Oh, by the way, what's the difference between an an enhanced life estate deed and a life estate deed. Well, you put down extra provisions in the deed. I have the right to sell, to lease, to mortgage. In fact, I could change my mind. I could do whatever I want. Right. Whereas a life estate deed might just say, "I retain property for my life." Mm-hmm. If you just had that, by the way, it would be a transfer penalty if you applied for Medicaid. Mm-hmm. If you only said that, as opposed to an enhanced life estate deed, because they would, because then there would be a vested interest in the for the grantees, the ones who received the property as to the remainder interest. And there's actually charts to determine how much that value is. The older you are, the less life expectancy is, and that, that means there's a less of a life estate, which means a greater transfer.
1: Mm-hmm. Complicated, so. for sure. I want to talk about the next workshop because this is how you get your answers to your questions regarding your estate or government assistance. I want to give out three dates, November the 3rd, November the 5th, and November the 19th. November the 3rd is Michael's next workshop. It's a Thursday at 10 o'clock, and it's an in-person estate planning essentials workshop. November 5th is the walk for Alzheimer's, to cure Alzheimer's, basically. And then November 19th is the backup workshop that you can sign up for if Thursday, then November the 3rd, doesn't work for you. So, Michael, let's talk about the walk on November the 5th first, and then we'll talk about the workshops.
2: Okay, yeah. Uh, we hope you'll join Michael's Marchers. March, March. Yeah. Michael's Marchers for the Alzheimer's Walk. At, it's going to be downtown. Uh, at City Plaza on November 5th in the morning. Mm-hmm. It'll be nice. It'll it's a Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. It's going to be uh, hopefully beautiful weather at that mm-hmm. time. usually is. It's a lot of fun. We uh, walk to f- raise awareness of Alzheimer's and to uh, fight to uh, have a cure. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that we'll have a cure in our lifetime to end this uh, awful disease uh affects so many people, not only uh, with the Alzheimer's, but the caregivers, their families. Uh, it, it just is really a toll. And unfortunately, uh, you know, it seems like as we're, the baby boomers live longer, uh, more and more people will be affected if we don't do something. We're seeing advances in research, and there are very, some very promising things uh, that are around the corner. Mm-hmm. So I'm very hopeful yes. that as we make one small step Uh, for the walk, that we get one step closer to finding a cure for Alzheimer's. For the victims and the caregivers both, I've learned over the last 10
1: years, the caregivers live what is deemed by many as an insufferable lifestyle to take care of that person who's suffering from this debilitating disease.
2: Yeah, absolutely. The stress, you know, I was talking to somebody uh, yesterday. Uh, Unfortunately, his wife uh, has a dementia. It wasn't Alzheimer's, but uh, it was frontal temporal, mm. uh, and she couldn't even. She was in a, unfortunately in a nursing home. She she was so bad off now that she cannot uh, communicate even when she has pain. And something happened at the facility, uh, and. They broke her humerus, oh, and she couldn't even speak. They don't know if they could have the surgery, uh, and they don't know what happened. The facility didn't call them. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, this is the it was, and he had kept trying to take care of his wife for as long as possible, mm-hmm. and, and 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 had a lot of stress. Uh, in lots of different ways. And unfortunately, uh, this is some of the problems that you may you don't think about right. that that actually may occur. And this anyway. is not anecdotal.
1: This is universal. This yeah. is something that a lot of people deal with all over the world, and we want you to participate in this walk. So go to uh, Dallas Elder Law Attorney Michael Cohen's website, which is DallasElderLawyer.com, uh-huh. and sign up uh, for the walk. And then the other... Uh, most important two dates are November the 3rd and November the 19th for this is when Michael is going to conduct his next in-person Estate Planning Essentials Workshop. Tell us about those, Michael.
2: Well, they're, they're free. It's two hours. You're going to mm-hmm. learn a bunch. You'll, I'll see what people want to know about. It may be uh, it may be about Lady Bird Deed. It may be about Medicaid. It may be about wills. It may be about trust. It could be about veterans benefits. Mm-hmm. It could be about a tax issue. We never know yep. what people are going to ask every single workshop, and we've been doing them for almost 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Every single workshop is different because we don't know what the questions they're going to be asking when we write Write, we then write the questions down. We answer the questions sometimes during the workshop. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, we, 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 you'll see that you're going to learn something from others. Uh, and we will have a presentation. Uh, which will tell the basics about estate planning and maybe a little bit about Medicaid as well. Right. Uh, and, but we're going to answer your questions too. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to go to that free estate planning essentials workshop, which you're going to see that you're going to have, I think, some fun, uh, and you're going to see and the food. fun and food, yeah, drink. And, and drink, yes. Uh, and, Of course, there's the course. K-A-A-M coffee mugs. That's really the reason I think this that most people true. come. They don't care about lady birdies. That's, they don't care about wills sure. or trusts. They funny. don't care about their heirs. That's all funny. they care about it's. Yeah. I mean, Thanksgiving. That means Christmas is around the corner. Mm-hmm. The stocking stuffer of all stocking stuffers, really? the K-A-A-M coffee mug. Who? can ask for anything more. The poor man. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Folgers, if for those who don't remember her, <laughs> would have been so happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a great memories of his story. Now Starbucks is being served yes. in your KAAM coffee mug. Well, in any event, you get that KAAM coffee mug, and you also get two hours of free legal education mm-hmm. to ask whatever your ca- uh, questions may be without any obligation. And you get a free vision meeting as well uh, by attending the next workshop. Only for those people who attend the workshop do they get the three free hours of legal questions answered to determine what's best for you and your family. by And all you have to do is sign up at DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com, or call 214-720- 0102, that's 214 And as Don said, you could also sign up for uh, to be a part of our walk team, Michael's Marchers. Mm-hmm. Uh, for We hope that you'll join us at uh, the walk to end Alzheimer's on November 5th, uh, uh, that morning of November 5th. Uh, it's usually a lot of fun, and we'll do it for a good cause. Yes,
1: absolutely. If this event should be March, then it would be Michael's Marchers in March, but we want you to sign up regardless. November is Michael's month. November third for the workshop, November fifth for the walk, and November nineteenth for the other workshop. Heck, you may want to go to both workshops for that matter. You, you never know. But nevertheless, Michael, we got about one minute left for protecting the home with ladybird deeds. What final thoughts do you have?
2: Well, I think it's you know it's a question, and you could do. Uh, on any, By the way, it doesn't have to just be on the homestead. You could have, uh, let's say you're not planning for Medicaid and just have three properties. You could have Lady Bird deeds on three properties, uh, and uh, whether it be a, a Lady Bird deed or a transfer on death deed. However, um, that doesn't mean that the non-homestead properties are count, non-countable. Only a homestead is non-countable unless you place the other properties for sale. So, uh, and so it's not exclusively for your homestead. You could have this on any real estate. Mm-hmm. And generally, um, uh, and, and so let's say you even on your homestead, you had a mortgage on the property and it goes to the kids. The kids would take it subject to the mortgage. It doesn't mean that the mortgage goes away. It just means that if you're on Medicaid, mm-hmm. that the claim of the state would be withdrawn. Got it. Maybe you're not as in control as you want to be. Um,
1: I'm not saying your estate plan is out of control or you're out of control, but you might want some more. You might want a Lady Bird deed or something similar. Attend Michael's next workshop on Thursday, November the 3rd at 10 o'clock or Saturday, November the 19th at 10 o'clock. Dallas Elder Law Attorney Michael Cohen, we thank you, sir. Thank you.